Hey everyone, welcome back to On Point. This episode, I sit down with Troy from Hunt Wars to discuss his new TV show slash like competition reality hunting show. And uh, very interesting idea, very original. First season, it just aired on YouTube and a few other platforms, but I wanted to find out more about the dynamics. How does it work? Where did it come from? Who thought of it? All this stuff. And then also, I'm really con cognitive and cautious about the optics of things when it comes to hunting, making sure that hunting's being perceived in the right light. And we address those with Troy. He fielded all the questions, did a great job of answering them. And I can't wait to watch this series. And I actually put an app in after talking to Troy. I submitted my name, put my name in the hat, you know, spent the hundred bucks. And I'm just gonna count this towards my hundred dollar dream hunt every year. And uh, maybe I can draw like a crazy cool elk tag, you know, through this program and through this TV show. So that's personally where I came was kind of skeptical. And then actually purchasing a application through these guys. Um, that's how well the episode went. And Troy was a great guest. So hopefully you guys can give them a follow on their Hunt Wars on YouTube or whatever platform you want to watch them on. They have an Instagram as well. Hunt Wars with a Z. And I look forward to hearing your guys' feedback on this. It's definitely an original idea. It's definitely new. It's very different. But I think it's really cool. and It's going to get a really good conversation. And especially if they perceive it the right way, um, it can really reach a new crowd, I think, in, in a positive way. So outside of that, guys, I hope you enjoy this conversation. Thank you, Troy, for coming on to the show. And I will see you at the end. All right, man. Well, let's get this thing rolling here. So... I'm uh, not going to pronounce your last name right. You want to go ahead and give it to me? <laughs> yeah, Troy, Troy Gokritz. Don't worry. Every podcast show, anything I've ever been on since I was a little kid, I've always had to pronounce my last name. Perfect. So, I don't feel bad then. <laughs> yeah, don't feel bad. So um, go ahead and give me the uh, background and the elevator sales pitch on you and what you're doing and um, kind of give just some background for everybody real quick before we dive into this. Yeah, so I'm a, a born and raised in Utah kid out west. Um, you know, grew up uh, just in a small town, uh, just south of Salt Lake. And uh, you know, the full story is is it's a, and, and I'll give you the condensed version. But you know, I grew up hunting and fishing, and my dad actually um, was an immigrant from uh, East Germany. He escaped when he was 15, came to America. And, uh, you know, hunting to us was always like a celebration of our freedom, of our rights uh, to live here in this country. And, you know, when I was a little kid, that was kind of the, the whole thing growing up was we enjoy the outdoors and we respect the animals because we live in America and you can do that here. So um, that's kind of the background. And then, you know, getting into to high school and college, um, I played collegiate baseball um, through college and then uh, and then graduated and kind of got into, you know, some sales jobs and some stuff that um, has, has done, you know, I've done fairly well to a point where I'm now approaching 40 and able to kind of do a passion project. And that's really what this is. So um, being a competitor and being a lifetime hunter, it's kind of been a cool project for me. And uh, what we did is we hatched an idea and we always, you know, whenever you're driving up with your buddies or you're, you're at the trailhead, you always kind of ask yourself if somebody was here, you know, the same day as us, or we were in an area that we didn't know. And it was a level playing field. Like, would we be able to actually like be successful number one and kill a bigger bowl or a bigger, bigger buck than, you know, another group of hunters. 
And so that's what like the whole premise of this, this show is exactly that. So Hunt Wars is the name of the show. And what it is, is us controlling the environment for hunters to go and really put their skills to a test. Um, it's competition in its finest in the fact that you're more competing against yourself, against the clock and against the animals than you are against the other team. But there's a huge prize pack that goes along with whoever can be, you know, the, the best team that week. And the way that we scored season one was we took the total gross score of the animal. So if a bull scored 300 inches, um, that was their base score. We would add an additional um, uh, set of points for the maturity. So if the bull was five years old, we aged him at five. They actually got double points for that. So then now their score is 310. Um, then you get to the shot yardage, um, deduction. And the reason we did a deduction for yardage was because we wanted to push hunters to get as close as they can mm -hmm. in today's day and age. It's always like, Oh, I can shoot from 80, 90, but you know, real hunting and hunters, you know, we want to get as close as we can have a ethical kill. So we actually implemented a deduction on your score for farther shots. So zero to 40 was a zero point deduction. That was the sweet spot. That's where we wanted you. 40 to 60 um, yards was a 10 point deduction. 60 to 80 was a 20 point and 80 plus yard shots was a, a 30 point deduction. Ooh. So you shoot from 80 yards, your score of 310 now just drops, you know, 30 points. And then it's whoever posts the highest score throughout the seven days. And it is an, it was an absolute blast. Um, we are, you know, I know we're airing this a little bit late, but our premiere is going to be on March 11th and, you know, you'll be able to go right after you hear this podcast and see our first episode. And, uh, our second episode will come out here shortly as well, but you know, it was, it's everyday guys. So that's the other portion to the show. That's totally different than anything else out there is you're the star like Garrett you're on the show you're the star it's your team against this other team and you know we had some camera shy guys that ended up being amazing hunters and it was really fun and we're just looking for everyday guys that want to go and put their skills to a test so in the elevator pitch that was probably a long elevator ride but that's <laughs> what the pitch was well it's all good and I've 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 had tons of questions i'm like well how in the hell would that work like is it whoever kills the biggest animal is it whoever you know like how would you even score that and so i when you said yardage and then point deductions i'm like that's actually a really fun that's a really fun idea because i as a bow hunter and are you only doing bow hunts or bow hunters no so season one uh was only bow hunts um we had four archery elk teams and they competed in new mexico right in the peak of the rut oh nice. it was unbelievable we went we spent a lot of money on tags we bought landowner tags that were unit wide and we wanted them to be the cool part about the tags we bought were they, they really didn't have like a lot of private land they didn't even hunt any of the private land that we, we bought the landowner tags from huh. they were all in you know public land spots so they had to deal with public land traffic they had to deal with other hunters like you're gonna see real life what you know what hunting a limited quota unit is and these are these are you know really expensive nice hunts but at the end of the day they're still on public land like we didn't do any private land stuff and so 
guys show up. They've never been there. They've never hunted New Mexico. And you got seven days to get it done. That's really cool. And so how, how, what's your guys' – I don't know if you even give this information. What was what was the actual success rate for your hunters? Was, you know, if you killed a bull, were you probably going to win? Or did you have to kill a bull and actually kill a big bull to win? Like what's – how the dynamics turn out there? What, what surprised you? Um, what surprised me was um, – how can I say this without giving it away? Um, you know, the show will, will unravel and you'll see it and it'll unfold. And, um, our first matchup was an inexperienced matchup is what we're calling it. These guys had less than five years archery experience. Like neither team had actually killed a bull with their bows before. So you're going to see a cool contrast of like first timers out there busting it, trying to get it done. I think their expectations were a lot lower then our second matchup, which our second matchup was actually guys that were um, more or less experts. They were, you know, they'd killed tons and tons of elk with their bows. And so those guys' expectations going to the hunt were a lot different, for sure. Interesting. Interesting. So you're matching groups up with, and it's just head-to-head, two guys versus two guys, or one guy versus one guy. It's never like three or four yeah. competing at the same time, and you're matching them based on experience levels we try to we definitely try to um what happened is uh it just kind of outlaid that way with the teams that we had apply it was really cool because yeah we ended up having it where we were able to match up a little bit more inexperienced guys with uh, you know with with inexperienced guys but that's what we try to do and with it being a random draw you know it's funny because i think that every hunting group would probably put themselves up against any other hunting group. Like they, that's just how we are as hunters is like, Oh, we'll get it done. You know? So right. it, it is interesting in the fact that we did have that matchup and we will try as hard as we can in the future to do that. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to pull somebody out of the show if I don't feel like their experience level is high enough because the other teams, you know, experience really experienced at the end of the day, it's, if you can get it done, you can get it done. Like your experience level doesn't really, you know, play as much of a factor. Well, and then it's, it's hunting, right? I mean, the, the, the newest guys that have been whitetail hunters from Iowa their whole lives can come out to New Mexico, have just a stupid bull that's rut crazy. You know, there's a hot cow and they just in the right Canyon, they could kill in New Mexico, you know, kill a 350 yeah. inch bull. And then you could have the other guys, two Kenyans over getting their butt kicked running into hunter after hunter i mean that's just the the dynamic of hunting there and it would be it's actually pretty interesting and i know a lot of guys that um you know i've hunted rosies pretty much my whole life and and i've had a really tough time having or finding success with rosies and then i'll talk to a guy and then you're like what will this arrow set up kill a bull like what do i need how do i you know what do i do how do i call and then he'll go out and kill a freaking giant i'm like I love that, but I hate you at the same time. Like yeah. you don't realize how lucky you got, but at the same time, I'm so yeah. pumped for you at this. Like, that's so awesome. Yeah. And, and it was, it was really cool. The matchups made sense in season one. And, um, you know, we had, we had an absolute blast and regardless of if guys won or not, they were super competitive, but at the end of the day, they're, they're, you know, they're making memories they got a hunt paid for, um, all expenses are paid. Um, so season two, we're going to also pay for the licenses, the tags. I mean, 
we pay for everything that we possibly can. The only thing we can't pay or don't pay for is you getting there, whether you're driving or you're flying. Right. Um, most guys will drive because they want to take back their animal and they use their trucks to hunt with, you know, throughout the hunt, or they can bring a razor or a ranger or whatever. That That's one thing. Um, I haven't got Polaris yet as a sponsor. We're working on that, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's one thing that they, you know, and, and it's actually interesting and I'll kind of break this down. I've been on a few other podcasts talking about this, but I haven't really talked about this aspect yet. It was interesting in, in the first season, you know, we had Leopold and we had uh, prime and we had all these amazing sponsors and we had Badlands, and it was a little bit actually overwhelming for guys because they got into camp a couple of days early and then we would give all their gear that they were sponsored to them. I mean, can you imagine showing up for a hunt you get a new rangefinder, new set of binoculars, new new spotting scope, new bino harness, which sounds cool. But when you're on a hunt and you're like, "Well, dude, I'm used to my stuff. Yeah. Like, I want to hunt with my stuff." So, what we've actually we've shifted gears, and that was just a learning experience from me. I thought, you know, let's give everything everybody the same equipment, so it is a level playing field. But at the end of the day, and I, you know, my my basis behind that was I don't want one team showing up with Swaros and the other team showing up with Vortex and then feeling like they're at a deficit. But what I'm really learning quickly is hunters are comfortable and confident in the gear they have. And so at the end of the day, if I'm rolling a Vortex, I'm comfortable. I'm confident in that setup. I'd rather hunt that than try to pull out a Leopold and try to fix it to my you know tripod and my phone scope and all, all this, you know, stuff. And so we've actually put a lot more emphasis on the prize packs for season two and less on, Hey, just bring the stuff you're comfortable to hunt in. Yeah. I, I, I agree with 90% of that because if a guy shows up with Swaros and another guy shows up with Bushnell pro staffs, there's a completely different, I mean, the guy with the Swaros is going to pick more animals out of the brush, but the guy with the Nikons may have better eyes. I don't know. I mean, it's to me, yeah, it, and, it's, and it's the guy that, that, with the Bushnells. He's hunted with the Bushnells. Like yeah. he's cool <laughs> with it, you know, like yeah. at the end of the day, you know, I used to hunt with these pen tacks, old school. My yeah. dad gave them to me type yeah. vinyls and like, you couldn't see 10 feet in front of you, but I like loved them. Right. And so yeah. that's what I was comfortable <laughs> hunting with. And I just feel like as hunters, like, I want the, the, the whole thing with this show is I want to keep the individualism that, that goes on in hunting. And we haven't, we've actually had camo sponsors come in and say, Hey, we want to sponsor you. And I, I've actually purposely, and guys are probably going to be mad at me for this, but I've kind of turned away and said, listen, I like guys showing up in what they want to hunt in. They're comfortable in like, you're going to go on a seven day elk hunt and you're good with Sitka gear, or you're good with, you know, Kings camo or Browning let's, let's have you, you know, let's have you do, you know, be comfortable in, in the hunt and be confident and yeah. you can win a set of camo. So we'll probably have the winners win a set of camo. But at the end of the day, I wanted to have as much stuff that you as a hunter bring on your own for the hunt rather than me trying to like provide it in camp. Yeah. So that's kind of one tidbit to the show that we're, we're, we've shifted gears and we'll put a lot more emphasis in the prize pack rather than the gear showing up. And the other reason to that is I want to do as many matchups as we can afford a year. So when you put in your hundred bucks, you're putting in basically for me to go buy more tags or buy better tags. And the, the biggest thing for me is, is I want to, I want to have amazing hunts and tomorrow, you know, when we do the premiere and I know this will air a little bit after that, but 
I was just sitting there tonight watching the video for one of the last times. And I was just thinking like, these guys are everyday guys. There's guys from Utah that, uh, you know, works in the banking industry. There's guys from Bama and one's a mortgage broker and the other's a business owner. And these guys are everyday guys and they're going to be stars tomorrow. Like they're going to be on, you know, our show and there's going to be a lot of people that watch it and it's going to be, you know, it's, it's just a cool atmosphere and I'm just grateful to be a part of it. I think it's, it's going to be a really hit home type show. Like you're going to really be able to, to, to hit home with the, the people on it and, and really watch them and be like, yeah, I would do that same thing or I make that same mistake. Yeah. I, I want to, before we move on, I want to say, I really respect the fact that you're churning down money to let guys be themselves and, and to hunt with what they want. And I think that's pretty darn cool. Cause I don't think a lot of guys would actually do that. Um, <laughs> it, yeah. it, it is, it, it's funny. Um, and again, just a little tidbit. We we were talking to Tactic Cam, and we're we're trying to do a, a sponsorship with them. And my exact, you know, what I recited to them was: listen, if this doesn't benefit our hunters and keep them like, uh, you know, their individualism true, and that they can still hunt, then I probably won't look at it as a sponsor. And that's kind of the whole thing with the show is I want it to be. And we we take you know when we hear the word reality, we always. We always think of like, well, reality TV is not reality, but this is real. This is as real a hunting as you can get. This is no second chances on shots, no different angles that you're like, that. there's no way that they're getting that camera angle. That guy's doing that after the fact, right. like there's none of that. If we miss the shot, we miss the shot. And that's just, you know, what I've kind of told our cameraman, Hey, do your best. But at the end of the day, this is real hunting. And sometimes you miss the shot and I'm not going to penalize a dude to not kill a bull just because we need to get it on video. Just yeah. not my style. Yeah. Do you guys have any point system for meat or weight meat or anything like that? Cause that'd be kind of a cool dynamic to like, if you, I mean, obviously if you shoot a more mature bull, it's probably going to have more meat and probably be a bigger body. So you are taking into account in that perspective, but is there any like bringing home, hanging weight, anything like that, that you have? Um, not in season one, season two. Uh, yes. And we're actually launching a sub series to hunt wars, um, season two, which is called become a hunter and become a hunter is actually going to target people that have never hunted before. They get mm. to come and become a hunter and we can actually shoot a whole podcast on that later, but that will feature cow elk tags and people will come and shoot their first animal, which will be a cow elk. And that will be a weight um, whoever can bring home the most meat off that cow would win that matchup. Um, that's cool. But a cool dynamic for season two that I'm excited to do is, and, and we don't have all the answers here, obviously, but we're, we're going to try, um, an antelope hunt. Um, so we're having two antelope teams coming out. And as you know, antelope are called speed goats. We're going to turn that into a speed round. And what that means is, is we're going to put a minimum inch requirement an age requirement that they have to kill something bigger than that. So if the average age is three years old and the average size in that unit, 60 inches, for example, we'll say, okay, you got to have something over 65 inches. Like you've got to have it. And it's got to be approved by the cameraman. Who's your referee that says, yep, that's a, that's a, a legal, a legal buck. And then it's whoever can tag out first and get it back to camp. So that's cool. we're going to try some really cool stuff. I don't have all the answers, but man, I've got a million ideas and yeah. we're going to, we're going to run with, you know, as many as we can. 
The other cool part about season two is you were asking about matchups. We're, we're actually doing a King of the Camp series in season two. So all four elk teams are going to be in the same camp, same week, same unit. So you're going to be actually competing against three other teams rather than just one team. And, you know, I think it adds a little bit of excitement and fun and having all the elk camps together. We've got Davis Tents as an awesome sponsor. So everybody gets their own giant wall tent with a stove. Like we, mm. we set up camps and they are plush. I mean, we have a chef there. We have guys stocking your wood, replenishing your water. Like this is That's what I'm talking as, about. <laughs> yeah. As much as we can do for you and keep you out there and keep you motivated and well-oiled. That's our job. And it just turns out it's kind of competing in the daytime. And then you come back and it's like camaraderie around the campfire and shooting the breeze with the, with the teams. It's really yeah. fun. Yeah. If you think, if you think you lie to other hunters, you don't know, imagine coming back to that camp where you're actually competing. <laughs> Oh yeah. There's, there's definitely no talk about the animals that they're seeing or, you know, that they've shot at or anything like that. And what we do is we, we uh, do not show the score or the animal to the other contestants when they tag out, they do know that they tagged out, but they have no idea on score. And the reason I do that is because I want everybody competing mainly against themselves on the very best bull that they can go harvest or the very best animal they, they can harvest. Yeah. Yeah. And no, all that makes sense. So how did you even think of this originally? Um, how did I think of this? So, um, I, you know, originally it kind of goes back to, I wanted to see where we rank as an elk hunting team. Like I have my buddies and, I hunt with my little brother and a buddy of mine, and we're kind of a, a, a pretty stellar threesome. Mm -hmm. um, we've gone to Montana on, you know, the general season and tagged out on three, six points for like four years in a row in a unit. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I got a big head and I'm like, I bet you if you put us in any unit, we could be successful, you know? And uh, that's just kind of how it, it came about to me is I'm like, I want to see that. I want to see you know, but you, you have big buck contests and you have all these contests out there already. The only hard part with that is they don't control, you know, where you're going. Right. So if somebody's on private or public land, you can't control it. Well, we do. And that's because we buy the tags. Everybody's got the same exact tag. Mm -hmm. You can't control the video quality, which we went out and spent, you know, 70 plus thousand dollars on cameras. Mm -hmm. So this is the highest quality show that you can, you, you know, you'll see. And so, you know, and, and then we, we took care of the environment, the, the dates, you know, cause if somebody's hunting in the peak of the rut and somebody's hunting at the beginning, you know, pre-rut, that's a different hunt. And so I wanted to say, I wanted to see same week, same unit, same conditions, same general public to, to deal with. Let's see who can go get it done. And that's really what the show's about. Um, the cost associated with it was, you said it was a hundred bucks and then I have to get myself to the hunt. Yeah. So how it's broken down is um, right now what we, and, and this is learning through season one again, um, <laughs> we had, we had teams of two apply. So you would call your buddy, Hey, we want to apply for hunt wars. I'm going to put us in. It's 50 bucks a guy. Um, what we had was um, luckily, and I just kind of thought about this. I'm like, you know, we have like a application period of three or four months. Like, you know, let's hope everybody's still cordial and happy and friends, but what if they're not, you know, and what if like, so what we did is we swapped it and we just have, you just put your name in 
Um, and so it's, you know, it's just you, it's a hundred bucks. And then if your name's drawn, you just pick your hunting buddy at that point. That way you could pick whoever you want. So is it drawn um, at random? How do you guys choose? Yeah. Just drawn at random. Um, we're going to put everybody in a hat and we're going to draw the teams out. We've got 12 teams going for season two. So we'll have, uh, the two antelope spots. We'll have the four elk spots. We'll have the four rifle mule deer spots and the two duck hunting spots. And we'll, uh, on June 16th, we're just going to go live and we're just going to start drawing names and we'll fill up all 12 names. Mm. And then we'll start doing interviews with those guys and making sure that they fit what we truly want as the show. And when I say that, you know, it's not like a big audition. It's just, we want to make sure there's guys with high ethics guys that, you know, um, are going to be able to not drink in camp. Like we don't have any alcohol in camp. Like we, we run a pretty tight ship and we try not to swear. Um, we try to, you know, just kind of make it so that sportsmen look and feel like they should. And so we interview every team. And if for some reason we don't like that team or doesn't fit our mold, we give them the hundred bucks back and, you know, tell them to reapply next year. That's pretty cool. And that kind of actually leads me into an area that I don't know if anybody's gone down this road with you before, but when I, when I started hearing about this thing and I didn't know anything about it, but I started hearing about hunt wars and there's a competition, I immediately got worried that, you know, maybe the optics wouldn't be good for people that don't hunt because even a coyote hunting derby gets bad press nowadays when that's actually a really good thing. And so, um, have you guys had any from, not that he, you would know yet cause they haven't uploaded, um, your first episode, but it sounds like you've been cognizant of making sure that there's a good perspective and a good, uh, basically looking glass into, into your guys' show to give folks that maybe don't hunt, um, a good perspective into how we do it, that it's not about the size and it's not about killing. It's, it's, there's a lot more to it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've never been one to be nervous about an idea that I've had because of what others think. Um, as long as I know what we're trying to accomplish. And I think once you see the first episode and just, just for example, I'll give you an example. We, you know, I I did pitch it to quite a few conservation groups about putting their stamp of approval on it. Like, Hey, you know, this is what we're doing. And every one of them came back and we're like, well, you know, we don't like competitions and we don't like hunting. Like we're not in it for that. And I, I said, well, I, I get that. I, I understand. I think, you know, when you see our show, it's going to be a little bit different. And what I mean by that is the emphasis is on individual, the, that group. Like, it's not like they're coming back to camp and they're getting in a fist fight or it's not like they're, you know, a bunch of guys just running around trying to kill the, the very largest animal that they can. But at the end of the day, that's what we do anyway. You know, for me as a hunter, I try to take the most mature animal I possibly can off the mountain. That's good conservation. That's not competition. That's good conservation. And so us building a competition around guys doing that and pushing a little harder and a little farther and going, you know, the extra mile instead of coming back to camp in the middle of the day because they are in a competition, it just adds a height of excitement and fun. And with our show, you'll see a lot of it's educational. And again, at the end of the day, you're, these are everyday hunters. These aren't pro dudes going out there just absolutely murdering animals, you know? And it, I would love to say that everybody tagged out, but not everybody even tagged out uh, on season one. So that's the funniest part about this is I think when people see the show, 
they they will immediately you know that will diffuse in their mind and and you know we're hoping that we can continue to push past all of the and there really hasn't been a lot i've only had maybe a handful of people more so people think that we're you know and i don't want to get too far off on this but i think it's kind of cool to note because we were talking about the price involved i had a facebook message the other day from some guy that was coming at us hard and he was just a troll or whatever they call him on, on social media. And it was like, you guys are so crooked. You're stealing money from people. And I said, I don't know, you know, you're getting put in for a 10 plus thousand dollar hunt for a hundred dollars. Like, tell me where in the world I'm, you know, I miss what I'm missing. So he then posted another uh, reply to that and was, you know, I could put in for the Wyoming super raffle for 10 bucks and I win a moose tag or a sheep tag or anything. And I can hunt that animal the entire, you know, in, in, within the, the hunting season. And my response, that was actually a great opportunity to kind of put what hunt wars is compared to a normal state draw out there. And what I mean by that is I put in for the Wyoming super raffle, the odds are insanely bad right i mean let's just call it what it is it's 10 bucks it's a lottery but on top of that if you draw the tag you're yeah you're a, you're another 1900 for a moose tag you're 2300 for a sheep tag some guys guys might not even be able to afford that winning that raffle you know that lottery Correct. and that's that's where i you know i kind of i kind of took that and i i did a comparison right on facebook and i was like hey if you win the wyoming super raffle you're paying your own gas you know, wherever you're hunting, you're paying your own food. Whenever you're hunting, you're paying $1,900 for a moose tag. If you put in for hunt wars and you draw and it's a hundred bucks application, you get to camp. We're covering your food. We're covering your drinks. I call every single contestant. Like we're covering your license for that, 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 uh, that state. So it was a good opportunity for me to kind of jump in and say, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Like, let's just kind of you know, compare apples to apples. Would you rather put in a hundred bucks and know that everything is paid for no matter what, all you have to do is drive your truck out there. Or would you rather put in 10 bucks and know you have a $1,900 bill coming to you plus your hunting expenses, plus probably a guide on top of that. If you want a guy, you know, I'm just like, I'm like, dude, it's kind of, you know, a no brainer. And it was funny. He never responded back and we had a lot of good chatter after that. And your odds I don't imagine, I don't know how many people you have putting in, but I imagine your odds are going to be a hundred times better with you guys than putting in for the freaking Wyoming state, which everybody and their brother does, you know, yeah. or any raffle tag for that matter. I mean, we've got guys here in Oregon that spend 30 grand on raffle tags per year per person. That's crazy. And they've drawn it multiple times, you know, like That's crazy. it's, it's, you know, it's funny. So let me give you the stats for season one. I looked up the stats in New Mexico and to draw the tag that we actually got for these non-residents, it was a less than 2% chance of drawing, less (laughs) than 2% chance. Uh That is um, the chances of being on the show the very first year Mm -hmm. were just under 30%. Seriously? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We had 40, 47 applicants. We drew, uh, what is it, eight teams. So actually even a little bit more. That's than that incredible. Six, 16 people out of 47 got to come and hunt on our show. So what's season two shaping up to be? 
Uh, season two will will be prop. I mean, right now as it sits, uh, it's about the same mods. So I probably um, shouldn't upload this until after. Oh, the you probably should. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, no, the odds. The I mean, and that's that takes me back to another thing. I just read the other day that uh, that there were 170, I think, thousand applicants for Arizona. And then, and no, actually there was 18,000 more. So I think it was 178,000. And, uh, and I think about that and I think about the chances I have, and I, I put in for Arizona and I got a bill for, you know, I think it's $140 for your license. You have to buy it no matter what, if you draw or not. And then it's $20 per species. I literally spent 180 bucks and my chances are probably one in a million, you know, what one in one in 50,000, you know, is what I bet it is really. Um, and I'm just like, our odds will always smoke that. Even if we had 10,000 people put in for it. Yeah. If we have 10,000 people put in for it this year, I promise you, Garrett, next year, we'll have 50 teams competing. Hmm. Like my goal is, is to blow this up to such a fun event that guys just absolutely love it. And they're going on hunts of a lifetime and we get to watch them be on TV rather than somebody shooting their 50th animal on TV for the year. Right, right. I, I like that really. I really do like that premise. So I guess if you have, uh, what's your application season? You already told me once, but give me give it to me again. So it started in January and it goes till June. And the reason we go till June 15th is the cutoff is we want guys to know what tags they've drawn. So if we need to swap tags out, we need to, you know, we do our very best to try to move guys into the hunt that they're most excited about and that they want to go on. We do an array, you know, a different, like a bunch of different hunts so that we can, you know, appeal to the the guys that are watching it too. You know, everybody loves mule deer. Everybody loves elk. Those are going to be our staples forever. But then we branched out with the antelope this year and the duck hunts. And I think it'll just be kind of a fun, you know, if you drew a two day full expense paid duck hunt, you're, of course you're going to go like, right. and, and it's videoed and there's going to be prizes on the line and we're going to have a blast. And so for us, it was, it's more so like just appealing to a broader, you know, group. And, and so, yeah, the application is done on June 15th and then we'll draw the teams June 16th. And for the, um, for the tags, you guys already have those bought and, and you already know what the dates are for those tags. And so if you draw and say, I'm more excited about mule deer than I am elk, you'll swap that guy out. Yeah. What we'll do is, is, you know, how it, it generally goes is, uh, by the time we, by the time we, we draw the, the hunts, the hunters mm-hmm. will have the tags. I'll know exactly what dates I already know pretty much what dates I want to be. Um, the antelope hunts are going to be probably in that 25th of August range, you know, right in there, that last little bit of August. Um, and then you've got the elk hunts are going to be probably second season, New Mexico, which is like prime time, perfect. Like the 18th of September to the 25th or something is that hunt. And then we're looking at, uh, deer tags and those will probably be towards the latter part of October. And then the duck hunts will be in December. Um, and so, we will have those tags already nailed down. I'm already looking at a bunch of different tags on which ones we want. Um, I, you know, last year we were in 16 C and it was a really cool unit. It wasn't as, you know, mountainous, so to speak, I guess the hunters would probably, you know, 
beg to differ, but uh, not as much a, as a, a mountainous hunt as, as you know, an Idaho or, a, or something like that. So we're going to pick some different terrain this year, more than likely. And um, the, the deer hunts, the same thing. It's a rifle hunt this year. Instead of a bow hunt last year, we were in Arizona and we were over the counter Arizona deer. And it was, it was fun. It was exciting. And Hmm. Uh, I can't wait to air those episodes. We had Aaron Snyder from Kafaru versus South Cox. That was our brand. So every year, every year I try to pick a really cool matchup that people just want to see. So last year, our brand matchup featured Aaron Snyder versus South Cox, and they both used long bows or stick bows. And uh, it was, it was awesome. It was so fun. Those guys are amazing hunters, amazing guys, amazing CEOs of their company. And so we'll, uh, we're looking at different celebrity or brand matchups for season two, but we'll add that on. That's in addition to what we're already doing. Yeah. So, and, and you're going, <laughs> you've got two straight up mule deer assassins with those guys too. I mean, South is probably, yeah. I mean, Aaron's Aaron's right there too, but South is known for his mule deer stalking skills. And the guy is a, a beast when it comes to that. The guy, yeah. I wouldn't want to be against either of those guys. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I'll uh, give you a little insight. Uh, those guys are some of the best dudes on the planet. And they they had, you're going to see, you know, some of the best in, in the world, like struggle a little bit. Like it was a tough hunt. I mean, conditions weren't great for stalking and it was cold. I mean, it was, it was, it was hard. So uh, it'll be fun to air that. Um, we've got some cool, uh, you know, GoPro footage on, on Aaron's head and South's head as they're sneaking in on these deer and that it was really fun, but you know, stick bows are a whole nother level, right? You know, they're talking about a 35 yard shot as a bomb, you know, it's just crazy. So that was a, that was a really, really fun hunt. And so, yeah, I mean, as far as season two, I can't really tell you um, what teams and what, what we're going to have for teams. Like we'll just basically we'll, we'll draw the first team and the first team gets first pick. So if we call them and we interview them and they're like, listen, we want this slot, we'll slide them in there and then we'll go down and the 12th team will have that last slot is usually how we work it. And we work with everybody's dates. We get them, you know, we pick on June 16th. So therefore everybody knows their dates by the middle of June. If you need to get work off or whatnot, you know, we give you plenty of time. And then, and then the gear starts showing up and guys start posting workouts. And one thing that I am really excited and Garrett will probably have to coordinate with you, but having the competitors on for season two on podcasts or, you know, posting stuff about what they're doing to get ready for their hunt. That's one thing we missed out on season one because of COVID. And so season two, we're going to do a lot better job on kind of capturing all of that along the way. Yeah, I thought that would be kind of a cool dynamic is being able to show, you know, how each guy's prepping and what they're doing. And, and I was thinking, I'm like, I wonder if they have all that, like them practicing and shooting and getting to know them and maybe loading up their gear and heading out, kind of just encapsulating more of the story. Um, yeah. You know, and I think that's I think that's a great idea. That's awesome. Yeah, what we'll probably do is that will be more on our social media platform. So if you know you're listening to this and you haven't followed Hunt Wars uh, with a Z on Instagram, like that's that's where a lot of this stuff will post. You know, because it's it's tough to fly a new guy out ever. You know, a camera guy up to wherever we mm -hmm. draw a team from and, and and try to film that. So what we we do is we'll send them a GoPro or camcorder or you know 
kind of coach them up on what we need footage wise. And then they'll be able to post that and we'll be able to kind of share it with everybody. That's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, I think you guys have something here. I, I am, uh, I was the only, only thing I was worried about was the optics of, you know, from a non hunter looking at it, but the more you explain it, the more I get excited about it. I mean, that is a really cool idea you got here, Troy. And I, I'm actually, I'm already subscribed to your YouTube channel. I did that a while ago. Cause I'm like, I want to see what they got here. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. You know, this is what I, I, I always kind of revert back to. Like I said, I can't, I can't live life or, you know, have an idea and then try to be, you know, cordial to everybody. Like just, that's just not our world we live in. People are always going to come after, you know, new ideas and different ideas. And that's just the way it is. But what I can tell you, and I don't know if you're as diehard as me, but I'm a huge alone survivor. <laughs> I mean, good heck. Uh, they've got naked and afraid. Yeah. I mean, who, how is it socially acceptable to throw two people out there naked for 21 days together that aren't even married? Like, you know, I look at all these shows that are accepted in society and in alone, you cannot tell me that the most exciting and fun parts to watch are when they shoot stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know, when that guy kills a moose <laughs> on season six and like, you know, that that's that's what, what makes the show. And and if we can capture that same thing, but it's all hunting and it's just hunters hunting a seven day span. They're not trying to survive. They're not eating a dead mouse that's frozen. <laughs> right. Like, you know, they're actually having a good time and they're practicing good ethics and they're conservationists and they're talking about the animal you know, our show you're going to notice is really educational. Um, we, we do pop-ups throughout the whole show about uh, what the elk rut is. Like, I want new hunters to watch this. And I want people that have never hunted to watch this and be like, you know what? I didn't know why that guy blew on that tube. But now I do because you said, you know, hunters try to mimic a, a rutting bull and, and entice them to come in. So our show is really cool that way where it appeals to the diehard, diehard hunter and also to the person that's never hunted before in their life, they can watch the show and learn something from it. So if a team gets picked, do they both get tags or is it one tag for the team? So that's why we went to, you know, a single person entering because it was, it was funny to watch these guys try to figure out who the shooter was and who the caller was. <laughs> so what we did is we went to a single draw. So that way, whoever draws name draws, they can they can be the shooter or they can pass that off to you know their buddy but yes it is one tag per two people interesting okay but the prizes are always in twos okay. so if you come along as the spotter and your team wins <laughs> you still yeah you're you're in the prizes so, so talk to me about what the prizes would be if if somebody did win you know the meal the meal deer one what would the prizes yeah. be so I'll just go off off of last year so last year the winners walked away with new prime bows um, they walked away with canvas cutters, uh, each, which I don't know if you've heard of canvas cutter, but that is a sweet brand. They're awesome. One man kind of, you know, uh, canvas tent, so to speak. Um, they come in a bedroll. They're super cool. They're out of Utah down here. If you haven't, you got to check those guys out. Uh, solo stoves, which are the, uh, the non-smoking fire pits. So you can have them in camp and not smell like smoke. Um, crispy boots for each of the guys. Uh, black Ovis pants for each of the guys. Um, and then um, uh, what else? Uh, black Ovis shirts and socks, crispy socks as well. So That's awesome. the prize pack we added up was about 4,000 bucks. Um, the one thing I will tell you this year that is going to be cool. And uh, we've had a little pushback, but I'm like, you know what? We're trying it. So last year, everybody could bring their own bow. Like 
they, they, if they shot Matthews, they shot Matthews. Well, we had prime bows as a sponsor and they sponsored the winners and gave them prime bows this year. The archery teams for elk hunting are, are going to be required to shoot prime bows. Okay. That makes sense. We're when we draw them on June 15th, I've already got Casey over at prime all ready to go. He's going to ship them a brand new custom Nexus bow and they're going to be able to practice with it for the next three months before their, their archery elk hunt. And we were at the Iowa deer classic this last week. And a couple guys were hitting us up. Like, well, we only shoot Matthews. I'm like, listen, dude, you're going on a paid hunt <laughs> right. and getting a new prime bow. Like you, you know, your, your, your problems are a little bit worse. Um, just count yourself lucky. And if you don't like it, you can sell it when you get back. But yeah, yeah. All of our elk hunters will be shooting prime bows this year, which I'm really excited about. The fact that you said Matthews guys makes it totally believable too, by the way, those guys, I, I do a lot of bow reviews and stuff on my channel. And if you even say the slightest, not positive thing to Matthews, you are the devil. Oh, <laughs> it's, I, I would it's say very Hoyt, cultish. Hoyt and Matthews are as close to a cult as you can get. Yeah. <laughs> and I shot both of them. Yeah. And I, and you know, you're always very protective, but I'm like, guys, like Prime's stepped up. They've been an awesome sponsor for us. So we wanted to really give them a shot. And last year, you know, they, they backed us, even though guys weren't even shooting prime bows on our show. Some of the guys did show up and we're actually already shooting prime. So that was kind of cool. But, you know, then, then now this year requiring it and having the guys show up shooting primes, I just felt like, you know, that we owe it to those guys. They, they backed us when we were just an idea. And uh, so I want to kind of pay it back to them. And I think it's going to be cool. They make incredible bows. Like they're, I shot their bow at the total archery challenge before we signed up as a sponsor. I'm never going to have a sponsor on the show that I would not shoot yeah. or wear or whatever, you know, myself. I, I can tell you the, the most accurate bow that I've personally ever shot has been the prime synergy back when that came out. Um, that was the first year of any of the synergy technology and my scores at 3d shoots went up a lot and I was shooting good scores, but they still went up 20 points. I mean, it was yeah. like, I was crushing it. I was keeping up with some, a lot of the target archer guys and actually beating them with a hunting rig. It was incredible. Just the, how steady that thing held. It was, uh, it was very impressive. And so, yeah. And I, I think all the bows are built really, really good this year. You know, these, these days, like they're super fast, they're super quiet. Uh, I, I love the prime bows. I love not having cam lean. I always have a problem with that and cantering my bow and that helps with it. Yeah. So, all right, well, uh, give people a place where they can apply and get a hold of you and follow you guys and stuff. Yeah. So, um, couple places. So you could watch all of our shows. They will start on, on YouTube and Amazon prime. Uh, um, so you can actually just search hunt wars TV on Amazon prime and on, uh, YouTube and then the third platform, which we're really excited about our partnership is Carbon TV. So you'll be able to watch us on Carbon TV as well. Um, we'll be dropping episodes pretty much on the weekly basis. And season one featured four different, uh, or sorry, eight different teams. And so we're going to have about 20 episodes total in uh, season one. And that will be two matchups for Elk and two matchups for deer, including the Aaron Snyder and the South Cox one. So uh, we'll have about 20 episodes, 20 weeks, you know, of episodes leading up to our season two, which kind of puts us right at the application period. And June 15th is the last day to apply. And you go to hunt wars, 
com with a Z or S. I actually own both of them, but we wanted to be a little different. So huntwarswithaz.com, hit apply now. It's super easy. We've got Apple Pay. We've got, you know, it's really simple. You hit add to cart, check out, and you are in. And you're not only in for all of the hunts that we're going to draw, the 12 teams, but you're also in for all the giveaways that we do along the way. We've given away a pair of sheep feet, a Leopold rangefinder, a Mountain Mafia sleeping bag, um, peak refuels, Onyx memberships. Like we've given away something almost every week. Um, this uh, coming up, we're going to be giving away a prime bow. So you need to get entered. I mean, it's cool. You you win one of those things and you got your hundred bucks back and then some. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of nice. And we will continue to do that uh, throughout the whole application period until June 15th. Awesome. All right, man. Well, hey, I appreciate your time, Troy, and uh, expect my application here uh, very soon. And I expect to be drawn. Uh, <laughs> we, we, might, we might have to have you guys versus the Working Class Bowhunter podcast or something. Oh, there you go. Fun to have a podcast on podcast matchup. Yeah, so. you know, you could have like a social media um podcast or yeah. social media influencer thing so yeah <laughs> be kind of well funny. i yeah i would say you know one thing i would also add you don't need to be a camera you know like superstar you don't need to be the guy that's like uh, really comfortable in front of the camera we had a team from montana last year two brothers uh they were you know they came in and, and they 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 were super experienced guys they weren't super super jazzed with the cameras but they were some of the best hunters I've ever been around. And by the end of the week, they were super comfortable. Our, our guys are just there to film you. They're hunters. You're hanging out with them all day. Like you get super comfortable comfortable with them really fast. So don't let that, what I'm getting at is don't let that hold you back from applying. I promise it's, it's really low key. We're not trying to like, you know, dig so deep in your background or go crazy. You know, we just want to watch you, watch you hunt. And uh, maybe film some of the funny mistakes that happen along the way. Oh well, I, there'd be ton. There'd be a whole blooper reel if you had <laughs> me on there, man. I'm, I'm, I somehow I, I find success every once in a while, but it's usually a like everybody else, an interesting story on the way there. Yeah. So all well, right, that's what we want. We want interesting stories. So tune in, watch, and uh, you know, for us, we're just excited to continue to grow this thing. So thanks, Garrett, for having me on. Hey, anytime, man. And we'll definitely be doing a follow-up episode after uh, a little while just to get more information for what you have coming up as well. Cool. All right. Thanks, Troy. Yep. All right, guys, that's this episode of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. If you haven't yet, be sure to go on to whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on itunes podbean spotify leave me a review those do help somehow in the algorithm world of podcasting those do help and that is definitely something that could help the podcast if you have a little bit of money in your pocket and you want to monetarily help the podcast you can go to www.patreon.com dot com forward slash on point podcast and it's a complete voluntarily you know amount we have guys giving five dollars ten dollars fifteen dollars and if you want to help that grow that's only going to produce more content more gear reviews all that stuff and if you have a question or a concern or an idea for a guest your uh comments and all those things go to the head of the line versus anybody else so there is some benefits to it but it is a volunteer army and all of it's appreciated 
and it helps keep the show uh, basically ad free and sponsor free. I do, I know, and I the the show completely free. I never want to charge anyone for any of the content ever. That's my goal, and um, all you know, every dollar helps there. So outside of that, guys, I appreciate you for listening, and I will absolutely see you on the next one. Bye. <laughs>